All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Party at the Moon Tower. It's Friday, November something, 4th, 5th, 6th, I don't even know. Well, let's see, Tuesday was the 1st. That would make Wednesday the 2nd, would it not? And if I'm doing this math correctly, Thursday, yesterday, would be the 3rd. So today, I guess, today would be the 4th. Yeah, 28 years ago tomorrow, I made my first, quote, (laughs) movie, the J and Double J movie, back in the beautiful woods behind my parents' house, the house I grew up in, back in Burn Hills, New York, good old Burn Hills, New York, god damn, that was like, I don't know, it was great. It was just like to have this house and to have just seemingly endless sprawling woods behind the house. In the winter, we would go cross-country skiing back in the woods. In the summer, or there was a big hill, we'd go sledding down the hill. Um, Twitter layoffs. Boy, oh boy. Elon, it's so funny. Like, the people that losers attach themselves to. And obviously, Elon Musk has had a a great deal of success. Like, I think he stole that car business, right, or something, or stole the idea, or, you know, shit that, that, uh, you know, those bootstrap billionaires uh, do, who comes from, like, a rich family and stuff. Anyway, the car, that car is supposedly quite good. God damn it, I have to stand up because I'm going to lie in this bed and I'm going to yawn all fucking day. I had two shots Wednesday, COVID and flu at the same time. So I'm like, <laughs> I, it's I've just been in a, in a haze since then. Uh, let me turn down some shit here. So... Eh, the cat's sleeping, I feel bad. I kind of feel bad, like I don't want to wake the cat. But then, you know, yesterday I tried to take a nap at lunchtime, and this fucker kept scratching on the door. I let him in. He got up on the bed for a little bit. I said, okay, great. You can you can sleep on the bed. And then he gets down, and he starts eating a trash bag. We have, you know, we have, I have a trash can in my room, a trash bag scented. It's one of those scented, you know, air freshener trash bag things. So he smells it, and it smells nice, and so he starts chomping on it. And, of course, I yell at him, like, don't do that. You're going to get eat the trash bag poison and uh, and die. Uh, he doesn't listen to reason. He just keeps eating the trash bags. I have to shoo him away, kick him out of the room. <sighs> Anyways, what was I fucking talking about? Oh, yeah, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a fucking douchebag. Like, no charm, he's not funny, he doesn't have a good personality. Uh, I don't know what amount of money he paid to get onto Saturday Night Live, but that was... You know, these fuckers... Whatever, I'm not going to talk about stupid Saturday Night Live. They play no small role in uh, propping up these pieces of shit. You know, because who hosted SNL before the 2016 election? Trump. Who hosted Elon? Uh, who hosted SNL sometime in the last like year? Elon Musk. He was terrible, by the way. 
Um, but it's like, it's just funny. Like dudes mostly and mostly white dudes, they just, they get behind these, I guess they see themselves cause they see uh, an ugly fucking, uh, douchebag with a horrible personality who has all the money in the world and then some, and, uh, and they're like, yeah, that's that's a successful guy. I want to model my life like him. And uh, whatever. So this and this stupid idiot pays forty four billion dollars for Twitter. What a fucking genius move that is. Then he's like, I got to make money somehow, so I'm going to charge you all twenty dollars a month to have the blue check mark. <laughs> uh, great idea. So Stephen King fires back. And says, the fuck you will. And then Elon Musk responds, okay, how about $8? And then there's a fucking tweet from Garfield the cat saying, I'm unemployed and I nap and eat lasagna all day. I can't afford $8. And then Musk responds to that and he's like, okay, Garfield, uh, I'll give you five. Uh, you can, it's $5 and I'll also throw in a pan of lasagna. And it's like, shut up, nerd. He's not even a nerd. Like that famous Millhouse line from The Simpsons. I'm not a nerd. Nerds are smart. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk is so smart that he's telling all the Twitter employees that they have to be in the office five days a week. Yeah, that's good. That's a great way to retain top-tier talent, Elon. Tell them all they have to come back into the office after Twitter said uh, initially... That, uh, oh, yeah, you guys could just stay home and work remote in, remotely in perpetuity, which, honestly, any smart, anybody with half a brain would be doing that. And, hey, that's okay, though, because now, uh, as I've said before, any companies requiring their employees to be on site, you're too stupid to realize you're not competing Uh with the local market you're competing with the entire planet because anybody can work uh who can work remotely can do it anywhere for any company and so yeah good job and he's firing a bunch of people yeah you know what the stupid idiot realized that he overpaid for twitter by i don't know tens of billions of dollars (laughs) and so now he's saying oh shit I guess they better just fire everybody. That should keep Twitter up and running properly. The guy's a moron. He really is. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fuck knuckle. A bald fuck knuckle who paid a lot of money to have that head of hair. That's the other thing, too. And I have no problem with bald people. Do I look down on them a little bit? Because I have, uh, you know, I'm uh, um, follically... Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call I'm follically inclined uh, yeah a little bit of course I do but that's because those are the, the only people that I can look down on are people who are bald because that's the only thing I have like alright I was born uh, you know with the same build as a lot of people in my family which is uh, oh look at this Twitter CEO Elon Musk sued for mass layoffs without enough notice he truly it's it's just weird that we're like we prop up these fucking sacks of shit 
like Trump and Elon Musk. Anyway, I don't look down, I don't actually look down on people. There's a lot of people who are bald and I'm, you know, this is the thing. This is of course how it goes is like 30 years ago, bald people didn't shave their heads when they started going bald. They just let it, you know, they held on to however much hair they possibly could. And so they had, uh, you know, like the George Costanza kind of thing going. And there's nothing desirable about that. No offense to Jason Alexander. Although I'm pretty sure Jason Alexander is like, isn't he just, isn't he fully bald? No, I guess that that look is kind of, that's his signature look. I think he's one of the few people that could do. Jason Alexander, uh, Larry David could make that look uh, look good. The bald, but like hair on the sides. Most people can't can't pull that off very well. So what happened somewhere in the last 20 years or so is that people said, you know what, instead of uh, just waiting to go bald, once I start going bald, I'm going to shave my head. And then they look really cool because the bald look, I don't know, maybe did it start with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Because he was, he had a shit ton of hair, by the way. Uh, he had long blonde hair. <laughs> And you go back to, like, the earlier bald uh, wrestling star, Hulk Hogan, who, I mean, that was that was his look. He was bald on top, but he had the hair on the side, and that worked because he had the bandana and everything. Ugh. Then Stone Cold Steve Austin came along and sort of cultivated that bald look in the 90s. And I think a lot of people followed suit. Whether directly influenced by Stone Cold Steve Austin or not, uh, who knows? But I just remember in WCW, he had a bunch of hair. He came to the WWF and he had kind of a buzz cut type thing. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then it wasn't very long, you know, maybe a month or two after he arrived in WWE, he just shaved the whole thing off and that's how he stayed f- forever. That's He's just, he's bald. And... And he, it's a cool look. It's a great look. And even who's, you know, there's a big movie star who's been bald for a long time, Dwayne Johnson. And that's a dude who started out with hair. He has hair. And it's just he realized I look better bald. And it's true. He does. And so it's like, <laughs> and I, even when Stone Cold Steve Austin was gaining popularity, I thought, yeah, would I look what if I shaved my head? And I tried to picture it, and I think it would, I think it would scare children away if I was bald, which is why I've been given this full head of hair that I will hopefully have <laughs> forever, uh, because it would be terrifying to see me as a bald. And that's why when I say I look down on bald people, in a way, yes, only because there's not many people I can look down upon. You know, I wasn't I wasn't given the gift of like, hey, you're going to be a tall person. No. How about like you'll have a, a your body type will be more on the slender side. No, you're going to have the body type of many of the people in your family. So sorry. Uh, and then everything and then it's just like, oh, and your eyes are going to suck and you're going to have to wear uh, you're going to have to tape an eye patch to your face when you're a little kid. And um, and then you can cry into the eye patch, and the eye patch will collect your tears, a nice puddle of tears, uh, and it won't help at all. Um, and then you'll be stuck wearing glasses your whole life, except you're never going to find a pair of glasses that actually fits your stupid 
giant head. Uh, we don't make those. Once in a while, you'll accidentally stumble upon a, a pair of glasses that really works for you. Um, but then somehow those glasses are going to get lost or dropped or they're going to break or whatever. Um, and yeah, and your hearing's not going to be very good. <laughs> uh, you are not going to be good at sports. Your your eye-hand coordination will be pretty lousy. Uh, you'll have no real ability to pay a lot of attention to things. You'll have uh, severe ADHD. You just won't, uh, you know, get the diagnosis until you're in your 40s because you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, so, but but you're going to have a full head of hair. Yeah, a full head of hair is going to turn very gray very early on, so that's kind of the cruel irony of all this hair you're going to be given is it's not going to be that jet black hair uh, for too much longer. Pretty pretty early into your twenties, you're going to start to see a little salt with that pepper, and then it's going to be a lot of salt. So it's like, okay, I wasn't given a lot to work with. So you know what? I'm going to make fun of Elon Musk for being a bald piece of shit. Same thing with Donald Trump with that fucking comb over. Like that whole head of hair is it's like his bangs, <laughs> and, and it's just weird. It's just like. Take take whatever fucking stupid uh, political beliefs that these people have or whatever that thing that is that they stand for. Take all that aside. Like, why would somebody choose, of all the people, like this big fucking walking pile of mashed potatoes <laughs> with an orange face and a fucking disgusting head of hair who's just like kind of a dick like he's not a he's not he's just not a likable guy like personality wise and the same with elon musk these are just like they're not likable people but then of course you realize well that's why it's because similarly unlikable people have like found their it's like holy shit the loser and the asshole and the ugly son of a bitch these guys can like go far in life Maybe I can too. Maybe someday I'll just magically wake up and be a billionaire <laughs> or pretend to be a billionaire or whatever, you know, I don't know. But uh, either way, Elon Musk, I, it's listen, the thing you need to realize is Donald Trump had a great life, money and fame and women and uh, whatever the hell he wanted anything he wanted whenever he wanted it right mm. so he had a pretty good he had a pretty pretty good situation there and then he fucking and then he got roasted by the black president and said i'm going to become president and i'm going to kill him and so then Donald Trump went and became president, and it ruined his own life. Obama got to end his presidency, obviously, after two terms. And as as the joke, or I'm gonna, it's it's some variation of this saying is like it's not, you know, what's the worst job in the world? President of the United States. What's the best job in the world? Former president of the United States, because then. You no longer have the job of running the country and all of the fun stresses and responsibilities that come with it. Now you're done. And you're going to get, you know, you're going to get what, like close to half a million a year in severance, in retirement, pension, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And that's fine. 
But even if you didn't get that, who gives a shit? Because you're going to be making millions and millions every year as much as you want. As many speaking gigs as you want. And you're going to make top dollar for that. Write a book. You'll get top dollar for that. Whatever. It's just... And also, you really don't have to do shit, and you've got the Secret Service forever, and you've got the... It's it's not bad. Not a bad gig. So, uh, but unless unless you're Donald Trump, in which case your life was going along pretty nicely until about 2016, 2017, and, uh, and you're like, holy shit, I'm the fucking president now. I'm sure, despite what the public persona... The public face, you know, presented. I'm sure there was a big, <laughs> in inner monologue wise, uh, the night that that stupid election back in 2016, that miserable fucking election. Um, I'm sure there was like a very sick feeling, a sinking feeling in his stomach, like, oh fuck, this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Because, right, wasn't it like he was, uh, I don't know, promote some fucking uh, whatever, reality show, TV network or something. Uh, but I think even Donald Trump himself, who loves the poorly educated, underestimated just how poorly educated the poorly educated are. And even the educated are pretty poorly educated because I know plenty of people with high school and college degrees who voted for this jackass. And, uh, yeah, he went from having a, a great life, TV, to whole game. He was a fucking game show host. What's the dream job? To me, the dream job is game show host. I fucking watch that Drew Carey, and I say that is goddamn, you know, there are no winners on The Price is Right. I don't care how many showcase showdowns there are and how many... You know, oh, you win a thousand dollars. Oh, you win the, you win the iPhones. Oh, you win the nice car. You win the vacation. All this stuff, big fucking deal. Then you're gonna get hit with the tax bill, and it's just not all that great. The only winner of the Price Is Right is Drew Carey, and I guess some of those, uh, as he called, it used to be Barker's Beauties. I think it's Carey's Cuties, which is, ugh. but anyway, uh. You know who uh, wins Wheel of Fortune is Pat Sajak, piece of shit that he is. And Vanna, Vanna White has really figured out. I mean, you talk about it. nobody else on the planet has had that job except for her. And someday it'll be somebody else. But 40 some odd years of, I mean, and now it used to be that she actually served a purpose. She would walk across and she'd spin those letters around. Now it's all digital, so she doesn't even. She just puts her hand up there for really no reason at all. Uh, and honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if like Vanna White retires and they're just like, yeah, we don't need to have a person do this. <laughs> um. But anyways, Trump was a fucking game show host. That stupid Apprentice, and I liked watching. I didn't watch like Apprentice, Apprentice, but I enjoyed watching Celebrity Apprentice. Joan Rivers on there, and I remember uh, Lennox Lewis wanting to kill Piers Morgan because Piers Morgan kept calling him Sleepy Boy Lewis because <laughs> he was like, I don't know, he was nodding off during one of the projects. It was just such an entertaining show. 
and you sit there and you watch Donald Trump's son and daughter and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even, I didn't know anything about his kids until The Apprentice. And then like we used to sit there making fun of Don Jr. because he looked like the biggest jackass on the planet. And he obviously is. Um, with that stupid haircut of his, just you know, looking every bit of the sleazy fucking car salesman, whatever, coke fiend that he is, allegedly. And uh and the daughter, like, she seemed to have some sense about her. Mm. Ivanker, um, but boy, you watch. It's like boy, it's just there's an that's an empty vessel right there. That is a sad, cold, heartless person with no fucking just a miserable. These are two people who have had a miserable life, and luckily, Daddy has a game show, so we get to be on the game show. And it really was. It was like it was like watching the second season of Succession. After Kendall, you know, drove that kid into the into the pond and he drowned, and then Kendall had to end all of his plans for the corporate uh, host- the hostile takeover, the bear hug, and then Logan, knowing what happened, basically had uh, you know Kendall was just his little meat puppet for all of season two until the final few minutes, and and that's what it's like watching Don Junior on that Apprentice, and we would sit there like we would we would do our the wife and I would do our Don Jr. imitation because every everything he said was like, mm, that's a great idea, Dad. Good one, Dad. And then it would be a little exaggerated, like, oh, great one, Dad. Oh, you're so smart, Dad. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and they'd bring on Eric, uh, fucking Frankenstein would come out and be like, nah, but, nah. And, uh, but what a great life, you know? You get the fucking game show and your kids are you... You know, one of them you probably hate, and the other one you want to fuck, and they're on the show, and uh, and and yeah, it's it's like oh, you could do that, or you could go uh, have like the most important job in the world, and maybe uh, is it the hardest job in the world? It's possibly the most stressful job in the world. I don't know if it's the hardest. Uh, I think if somebody gave me a choice, so you can be president or you can be. Uh, one of those guys who has to wade through human feces to, you know, do sewage, sewer fucking repairs. I don't know. There's there's jobs where people have to like, you know, their hands on with, with fucking fecal matter. I would take president over that. But it's still a very stressful job. Uh, so we gave up that whole game show apprentice fucking good life in his 70s. To, uh, you know, to, to run for president to get even with the black man who roasted, who had a few, hit him with a few zingers at a comedy roast. And, uh, yeah, he didn't like that. So he said, I'll be president. I'll show everyone. And, uh, and now, I mean, look at, like, his life has been miserable ever since. And the same with Elon Musk. The guy could have just, like, just keep doing the stupid Tesla thing. You have you have billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. You can do anything you want, whatever you want, anytime you want, whatever you want, wherever you want. Nah, I think I'll buy Twitter and um, for forty four billion dollars. 
and uh, and then uh, almost instantly start hemorrhaging money and realize that I have no actual idea of how to run a company or how to be a leader or anything about tech or anything about anything. And I'll just come up with some really great ideas like charging people 20 bucks a month for their blue check mark and forcing all of the Twitter employees to come into the office effective immediately. And uh, what was the other thing? He gave them a week. I, they have until like Monday to – was it the check mark thing? If my head wasn't so goddamn cloudy, I would remember this very obvious thing that happened this week. Uh yeah, maybe it was the I guess it was the check. I I don't know what it was, but they had a week to do it. <laughs> I think it was the $20 check mark thing. And he gave he gave the project team a week to get this thing going or they're all fired. And it's like dipshit. Why do you realize like you have you have a top team in place already? Like Twitter Twitter's running okay as far as what Twitter what's the what is Twitter's function? It's to be a social media thing where everybody can just go on and write some shit and tweet it and you can see it and you can respond to it and that's Twitter. And you can post some pictures and some videos if you want to and blah blah blah. There you, there you go, Twitter. And uh yeah. And 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 that's that's I I think it's running so smoothly and has been running so smoothly, at least since I've been on Twitter, which was two thousand nine. Uh, <laughs> it's been running wonderfully this whole time. I, I don't think there's ever been, uh, you know, there are a couple little like Twitter outages here and there, but nothing too crazy. Actually, I don't even remember there being a Twitter out. Maybe once. It's usually Facebook and Instagram. Because you know it's all in the the metaverse, and uh, yeah, it's just like okay, you've already clearly have a top team in place, but he comes in and he fires the executives, and now he's gonna fucking mass layoff. Just he's just a piece of shit. He's a fucking goober. He is a fucking goober. And this is the thing with a lot of these guys. They know that if they didn't have all this money, there's zero percent chance that they'd be getting laid with any regularity at all. And uh, you know, and then on top of that, they see people in their lives who are beloved, like people. People like uh, for Trump, people like a Barack Obama. They like his personality, and a lot of people like him because he's a good-looking dude, and uh, he's he's a cool guy. Um, he's a smart guy. He's a good looking guy. Whatever, whether you, you like him or not or support him or not, like all of those things are true. I mean, obviously looks, that's, that's a pretty subjective thing, but I can pretty subjectively say that I objectively think that everybody knows that Obama is a good looking dude. And objectively, Trump is a fugly fucking fuggo. And so is Elon Musk. He's not as fugly as 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 Trump, but he's you know they're they're two very you know physically <laughs> repulsive people. But looks aren't everything because well, who cares? You have a great personality. Except here's the problem: neither one of those guys have a good personality. So there's a very sort of yeah there's a there's a big you know jealousy thing 
and 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 with these platforms to be able to communicate so much hatred at such rapid speeds and with such frequency in real time across the across the planet you know i could tweet something and obviously nobody's seeing my tweets cuz i have no followers and you know 100 and most of them are bots. I think I have like 10 real people who I know who are my Twitter followers. And uh, I don't even I think 10 might be a stretch. Um, but you could twit, tweet something and it just goes off into the and, – and anybody could see it. In theory, anyone on the planet could see my tweets. And so you can – so hatred can and obviously has spread rather quickly. <laughs> Very quickly over just the last few years, let alone – I mean, I get it. I went on Twitter in 2009. I didn't even understand how Twitter worked. I was – I'm an idiot. And I remember Rain Wilson had some tweets and they were very, very liberally minded tweets. He's a very liberal guy. And in 2009, old Johnny Boy was not a very liberally <laughs> liberal-minded guy. Um You know, I, and, and I he was saying something about – I don't even know what – and I was just like, oh, why don't you shut the fuck up and go back to just playing Dwight Schrute? And it was, and then I remember Michael Moore. I was like, shut up. It was really, really thoughtful, uh, really thoughtful, articulate things. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Um, but it was like, that was my, you know, in the early days of Twitter, I wasn't going on Twitter to be like, hey, I just want to say I really appreciate all the work Rain Wilson does on The Office. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, he's hilarious. No, it's like, fuck you. A guy who I love on this show that I love, and I'm tweeting fuck you because I didn't agree with something that he said. And that was in 2009, and that was my first like month on Twitter. And I, of course, matured and calmed down since then. Uh, but I still say horrible things. It's just a you know, other, <laughs> it's the people on the other side of the political spectrum. Um, but it is, it's just like, it's, it's such an easy way to just sort of hide and be a dick. And yeah, so that's why people like Musk and Trump are, I mean, they're, they're almost like, yeah, it's uh, somebody somewhere summed it up great. And I don't remember what, it, what it was, but it's like, yeah, it's almost like Trump isn't, a real person who really exists. It's almost like he is the uh, product of our anger and hatred and bigotry and insecurity and everything else. And just kind of, he just popped up out of the sludge and uh, with a gross hair and an orange face. And that's, that's who he is. And it's, it really, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, it's almost like we're creating these people <laughs> are, are like, yeah, the collective sort of anger and hatred is sort of manifesting itself as people like Trump and people like uh, Elon Musk. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm very, I, I feel bad because it's like, God damn, you know, like I work for, I, I've never been part of like a, you know a major organizational change in leadership yeah i've been there where and like no nah, i mean not really like every place i've worked it was more or less the same uh 
the same uh, you know executive uh, leadership uh, when I started as when I left, which is also a product of me not staying terribly long at any one particular place. But uh, most of the places it was it was the same same people at the top when I started, same people at the top when I left. So I don't know, but that is a just the notion, and I can only imagine that employees of Twitter have probably spent the last three, four, five, six months, whatever it's been, uh, since Elon, you know, the fir- the early attempts to buy Twitter. Uh, they probably spent that being somewhat terrified, and then it seemed like the deal was going to fall through, and then maybe, okay, all right, maybe things are going to be all right. Sort of like the rest of us. We're all just like, oh, shit, is he going to do it? Oh, okay, he's not good. Phew. Oh, wait a minute. I think, nope, nope, nope. And then boom, it's just like, then, then, he, then there's Elon Musk walking in with the fucking sink. What a dumb fuck, by the way. Imagine the poor bastards who had to go to some, uh, you know, hardware store and buy a sink and buy the right kind of sink and buy a sink that wasn't too heavy and then, like, transport that sink over to the fucking Twitter office just so Elon could do that bit where he walks in on the first day with the sink. And I thought, like, I didn't get the fucking joke. I thought, what is, is this, like, one of those, like, hey, everything but the kitchen sink kind of things? And then it's like, hey, I've brought everything and the kitchen sink to this company. Which even still, I was like, I don't, wow, that still doesn't make sense. And then it's even worse. It's, he brought the sink so that he could do a sink pun. Let that sink in. Hey, I own Twitter now. Let that sink in. And he's literally letting a sink in to the building. Speaking of prices, right? Did I mention that Drew Carey? What a lucky son of a bitch. What a fucking gig. Anyways, um, I would love I would love it if I was just like hosting a show where people played pricing games and guessed the price of things. What a what a fucking ah. I'd love to be Mark Summers too. I'd love to host Double Dare. By the way, they brought everything else back from the 80s. Where's Double Dare? I thought they did bring Double Dare back not that long ago. Maybe nobody watched it. But I think it's because they didn't have Mark Summers. I don't know. Bring fucking Mark Summers out. Have him host Double Dare. Family Double Dare. Mm. Celebrity Double Dare. Any kind of Double Dare. I want to watch Double Dare. I miss Funhouse. Remember Funhouse? Was that hosted by J.D. Roth? Anyway, all those. I remember just how psyched I was. That 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 year that like the new fall season it was like Funhouse, and then there was some other game show, and and like Double Dare, and it was just like it was just like a golden era of like children's game shows. You had the fucking uh, guts, you know. Do, do, do you have it guts? And then you had remote control on MTV, which I still I think that was just. Uh, that show was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. You had that uh, Ken Ober, who died. He died quite a while ago. Uh, but yeah, Ken Ober and Colin Quinn was like the sidekick. 
and it was just great. It was just all these, you know, trivia questions about like TV and music and movies and people sitting in little uh, reclining chairs with remote controls. That's how they buzzed in. And then if you lost, you know, it got to the kind of like Jeopardy. Uh, well, no, Jeopardy. Do they eliminate people in Jeopardy? No, you just go to the end and then. Well, they do eliminate if somebody is mathematically out of the, you know, there's even if they wagered all their money and won the big final Jeopardy, uh, they still would lose the game. I think that's the only time that they send somebody away uh, at the end of Jeopardy. But a remote control would be like, okay, you uh, your score is too low, and then you and then the chair would just go like flying backwards into the wall. And you'd never see or hear from them again. It was great. What a time to be alive. I'm so glad I got to live through the 80s and 90s. I feel so bad. And even my kids, and, I, and then I feel bad because I hear my kids saying stuff like, uh, <laughs> like, I wish I was around in the 90s and the 80s. It sounds so much better than now. <laughs> and nobody, nobody was saying, nobody my age was ever saying that about their parent. Nobody, nobody has ever, ever uttered the words, Oh man, I wish I grew up in the fifties. <laughs> I wish I grew up in the forties and the fifties. <laughs> uh, I mean, sixties maybe. I don't know. Seventies? No, not really. It was really. I mean, the eighties was like the first time that somebody, people out there, like Hasbro and all the toy companies and stuff, and they realized, like, oh man. We could probably make a lot of money selling shit to kids. We should probably step up our game. I think instead of just, you know, fire trucks and yo-yos and hula hoops, although those things will always be popular, maybe we should start making some really cool toys and maybe we should make some cartoons to really market the shit out of these toys. And that all started in the 80s and now uh, here we are. And all the same toys from the 80s and 90s is, are still the, you know, go to the, I was at the store last week. What's on the show? It's Coronation Starscream from Transformers the movie with his crown on his head. Dinobots. Uh, fucking uh, whatever. Ninja Turtles. Wrestling figures. The whole thing. Mario. There's a whole Nintendo world coming to Universal. And we grew up, we were the ones who got it all first. The first time it ever existed. But I do feel bad because, like, yeah, my kids, my kids quite often are like, "Oh man, I wish, I wish I could have been around in the '80s." I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, "I'm not even gonna lie to you, it was fucking awesome." <laughs> and the only thing better than being a kid in the '80s was being a teenager in the '90s, because <laughs> everything was made for kids in the '80s, and then it just followed us as we got older. Like wrestling became more mature and adult, and. You know, it was just everything. Video games got more sort of grown up. It wasn't just Mario bashing blocks with his head and all that stuff. Anyway, I don't even know what the hell any of this has to do with anything. But uh, Elon Musk is a sack of shit. I just deleted the Twitter app. I, I didn't even, like, I was on it and I thought, how much time have I wasted? Like, just reading stuff. Just, you know, doom scrolling, whatever you want to call it. Rage scrolling reading stuff just just to allow myself to be angry like what am i actually accomplishing here now i have i do have friends who are only on twitter they're not on facebook or anything else so it's kind of you know i do interact with them there but <sighs> i don't know at what at what cost cuz i see so much stuff and obviously the algorithms are going to show me all the shit that makes me angry like 
No, no thanks. All right. I have to run. Uh, We'll pick this conversation up later, right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast.